I'm with Martin Dag Daigle uh, from Montreal. Beat is the short film. Uh, it's an experimental film played at the Experimental Dance Music Film Festival. It also has a, a musical kind of interlude. Martin, you're 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 a drummer. That's your profession, correct? Uh, yes, drummer and percussionist as well. Percussion. So then, tell people like what like this is kind of an experimental film about the the kind of like a, a triple meaning of the word beat, I guess, right? That is, yeah, that's the the piece is basically about the the various meanings of beat, and it's kind of surprising to see how many meanings there are. At, for drummers, beat represents something, you know, like a a, a beat, a rock beat, a jazz yeah. beat. Um, so in in this piece, uh, it was kind of about finding non traditional beats or non non extremely groovy beats there's no like beats in this uh in this uh film really. yeah <laughs> yeah but you're a drummer and that's sort of you set the tone i guess usually uh in a in a in an instruments kind of or band setting i guess right yeah yeah that's like that's usually what i do and the drums have that kind of character and that role uh in in a lot of music so uh, have you made a film before? Is this your, like, when's, what's your experience with filmmaking? Um, my experience was just loving films, watching films that I like over and over again. Um, but actually making a film, I think I, I did something uh, in 2020. It's like, like a lot of people like, oh, suddenly everything online, you know, if you're presenting art in a in live performance art, yeah. uh, suddenly you have to find a clever way to make it online. So I, I did like a, a performance film of some like percussion repertoire for a, for some kind of program yeah. for like the, the Banff Center for Arts Creativity program. So, so I filmed everything myself. I, I I did everything like the montage, the mixing, everything. So um, so that was the first trial, and it turned out pretty good. But uh, this was the first like short film that I that I made with other people, and that I could actually um, I, I guess share beyond beyond the the program. Yeah. So, so then like, why, what motivated you to like make your first, like, cause this is technically your first film. So what motivated you to make it? It was, it was kind of that, that uh, post COVIDian era vibe where um, I wanted to find cool ways to present art. Um, yeah. Without it being live. Cause I mean, I love live, live is important and um for for this piece, it would work really well to present it as a short film. Yeah. Because uh, I'm I wasn't taking the the classic approach to filming a performance and presenting yeah. it as such. Because I mean that can be totally cool, but I thought for this piece it could be completely something different. And while also showcasing how I perform and that changes the visual uh, in real time. Yeah. When did you like this? Is obviously a very unique idea, original point of view, and obviously there's a strong thematic in your film. 
and we'll get to the audience in a bit. But so what, when did you when did, when did you come up with this idea? Like when were do you remember where you were? Like when did when did all these visuals start going into your head and like when and you wanted to do it? Uh, it was um, so the piece itself was like written by Sylvain Poyu, like in 2011, let's say. But it was composed for uh, an ensemble of like seven performers, mm. and and they all had like percussion sample pads, like a, uh, so they all had some of those. And uh, in the last couple of years, I, I was talking to uh, Sylvain about recreating a version for solo drummer. So together we worked on on creating a version for solo drummer. But I kind of wanted to take his piece and perform it in a in a different way. And he was he was all for it. But uh, what I had the most fun with was was keying and finding ways to include a, a 2d video which is usually shown to the audience yeah uh, with some per performance footage so i you know i had fun with keying and like you know the, a, a bunch of like interesting effects yeah but it's also nice sound design as well like it's a pretty like it's it, this is this is you like this is pretty impressive mm. Yeah, I, I think it's really cool. It's kind of like noise music traditions. Yeah. Um, which I've fallen in, I've fallen in love uh, through this project, really. Um, it's, just, it's just very different. And I think I was into art because I was always seeking that different thing. Um, so that, that totally does it for me. So I'm, I'm in really into noise music now. So, but... Uh in terms of like your your background you remember when you first started doing like how old you were when you started playing drums yeah i think i think i was uh around nine nine okay i think yeah i think it was just like before marketplace and kijiji and all that there was all your ads were in newspapers so uh i remember, I remember those I, days right yeah so <laughs> that's where you're, you're only in your 20s i can't believe you remember that too yeah, well, I at nine years old, this is where like my parents found this ad, and I don't know if I bugged them enough uh, to get a drum kit or something, but we we bought a drum kit from that, and I you know I started making noise from from then on. Did you did you play an Like, did you play the piano before? Did you play like what was your first like? Did you have like experience reading music or or studying music? Um, before nine drums. Yeah. I, I I guess I did play a little bit of piano, but drums were always like the one instrument that I understood uh, most. I don't know, like it was it made more sense for me to play beats, rhythms over yeah. over harmony and melodies. Uh, so like that seemed to show up later in life, um, harmonic language and melodic language. So there's something interesting about playing the drums, right? Because Obviously, like uh, just from a practical standpoint, the parents must really love their child or uh, they they have to have strong patience in terms of noise because you got to you got to practice like you got to keep practice like an, at least an hour a day every day. And that's a lot of noise and you're not good at the beginning. Right. So tell me what your parents uh, pay. Tell me about your parents and their patience towards your, your drum playing. Uh, well, they were extremely supportive of it. I know that like 
And I learned this later in life, but like the, I think my my sister was like getting annoyed at all the noise and yeah. and 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 it's it's something like noise gets gets to people differently. So like you know, like some people have higher tolerances for noise and others don't. It's but true. yeah, you know. So like I think her tolerance for noise was like lower than my parents, but like when she would be like, oh, like get him to stop, like da 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 da. Yeah. Uh, they would just suggest like go go out and take a walk or like I don't know because yeah. it was important for them to let me do uh, to play drums. You know, this you got because I remember I was directing this music video like this is twenty literally twenty years ago and I was in we were shooting in this this the drummer's uh, apartment we just needed to grab a, a, a scene and he had a, he had this whole setup in his basement and when I went upstairs while they were playing. And the, the whole house was shaking while he was doing the drums and the parents were just watching TV and they didn't even, it didn't even phase them because they were so used to the noise. They were so used to like, it's almost like it was like, it's like living close to a highway. They don't even, they don't even hear the noise anymore. And I was like, so impressed with these parents of like, and he, he, he also became an accomplished drummer as well. And like, I, I just remember like these parents like are amazing. And I'm sure you have the same kind of parents. Totally. Yeah. I think my parents are amazing and, and my sister too, you know, like it's yeah. not, you know, it's not because, you know, she was sensitive to, to some of these noise. Um, so you, you have a doctorate, your doctoral and your bio says your doctoral candidate in contemporary percussion at McGill university. What does that, what does that mean? Yeah. Um, so it means that I spend a lot of time working on percussion and electronic things. My, my subject is drums and electronics. So um, there's something about uh, doing a lot of work in the academic field and then what? <laughs> so like my, my, my approach was to make sure that I could actually uh, publish whatever I did or like release it to the general public or the real world. Yeah. Um, so so I, I guess this project beat is part of the work that I do uh, as part of my my doctorate, but uh, usually I just play it in a recital, and then that's it. So I wanted to capture a good a good record of it uh, through this short film. Gotcha. And you 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 released your solo album already? You have it a solo album? I do have a solo album out, um, and it's called Mossy Cobblestone, and uh, it's cool. It, does have some binaural audio features yeah um so that's really fun for like an immersive uh, experience um and in march i will be releasing beat and also a, a piece called la rage uh, both of them are are kind of in the same world of, of noise music and drums uh, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that so in terms of this film, let's talk about like its themes and things like that. What did you think about the audience uh, feedback video that we send you and their reaction to your film? It's interesting. I thought, uh, I don't know, it's the first time I've experienced that kind of feedback uh, on it. It was all quite positive. And um, I, I I think the, the most interesting thing would be to like, bump into them after to to have like a 
non-documented talk about about it as well. Um, but they, I, it, they felt all genuine too. Like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I just think because it's it's it, it leads it's up to the interpretation of the audience to like to know what they what they basically are talking about with your film, right? Like, it's like everybody's going to have hundred different people are going to have a hundred different ideas, I guess. Right. Yeah. And, and I think, I think it was cool to see, you know, like it is abstract, but there are ideas that are implanted in it and that gel it all together. It was, it was really cool to see that that was well communicated because, you know, we're, we're making some kind of experimental film yeah. and we're really close to it. So so it's good. It's good to see that you know some of this uh, worked, uh, you know, with with the way the audience reacted. So it was really nice to to hear that it was well communicated, and also to see that it was interpreted in different ways, which were also very cool. Yeah, there is a. Uh, I, I just want to talk about like because in terms of sound, because it, you wrote in the blog interview that the triplets of that Belleville is the movie that you've seen like fifty times, and I remember uh, there's, there's I'm gonna. Give him name drop him. Alan Godar. Godar. He's like a, a pretty successful uh, sound designer in the industry. He told me about 15 years ago, watch that movie, Triplets of Belleville, time and time again, because it's the greatest sound design in the history of film. Who told you that? Godar? Alan Godar. He's like a uh, like a sound designer in the industry, like in Toronto. Yeah. He, like, he does like tons of like uh, tons of, of, of sound editing. He's right. That's cool. That's so funny. Um, yeah, let's talk about that film. Like, <laughs> I've I've watched it so many times, and it's it's a. I think the reason I loved it, it for for a point, I thought it was because of the animations, and I think after like the fifth or tenth watch through, I think I realized it was because of the sound and the, the sound quality. Yeah. Just like when he, they're like uh, his mother is taking like the, the the pastry roller on his like calf. Yeah, and you can hear like a combinations of bone cracking and like some kind of, you know, like a very interesting combination of texture, um, and and that are also uh, exaggerated, but in a good like in a very interesting way like. Uh, maybe like it's like who's like there's uh there's Tarantino and then there's like Rodriguez yeah um like some of their sound design is like over the top like you know those extreme like shing blade moments yeah. Where, yeah. where it doesn't really call for that but it goes that far just to be just to exaggerate it um I I like the way they do it in Triplet de Belleville. So the the, the the few people context it's Triplets of Belleville 2003 it's a it's a film from France 2D animation and uh, it's kind of a crazy story I guess it's like uh, the they're like so the son gets kidnapped during the tour to France and then these like three sisters triplets like they on a bike they kind of like go and try to find and rescue him I guess right and yeah. um, the filmmaker uh, was a Seville Chomet. Uh, He's done some really cool animations, The Illusionist as well. So he's like pretty. He picks his spot. Doesn't doesn't make many films, but all the films he makes are pretty amazing. Mm. Ah, yeah, it, it's um, and the music is really cool too. Yeah. It's like a, 
and it was I think it's like Ben Charest, I think. I think it's like it's like a interesting combination from from like French film. Yeah. And there are some a lot of collaborators in Montreal too. Like for the jazz band, I think I think Ben is 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 Quebecer, so um so yeah i just wanted to point i wanted to want to point that out so that because it's it was so interesting that you said that because you're obviously uh, uh a doctor in music <laughs> doctor music so are you gonna make are you gonna make another film again are you what's, what's your process for filmmaking um well i i'd love to yeah i think i, I will i think it's for my purposes it's also like always connected to music so I was planning on on working on an animated film for like a, I, I have a band in in the East Coast and they're we're called Les Moon Tunes. Yeah. We're like a rock band. We have like two oh, drummers. Cool. And we we put together like a, a a film called Live on the Moon. And uh it was really well received by the community. And uh so we're working on a second album and uh, we had planned to make a full length animated film to to pair with the album. So so I think getting into animations is, is a thing. Oh, wow. OK. Yeah. yeah. And you're still in, in, in McGill's your day job right now? Yeah, I guess it's my it's my day job, but like. I I spent a lot of time just like working on my projects. Yeah. And uh it's good that they're kind of connected. So I I try to find a way to 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 you know kill two birds with one stone. Um that that animation with Le Muntuns that doesn't really work for my degree. Yeah. But uh but I will be I will be doing other things like like beat for my other pieces that Gotcha. Uh, that come out of my program. Well, let's talk when you make your next film, because I think that you're on to something. And I know you worked really hard on this film and, and you wanted to make sure that everything was perfect before you send it off. So I appreciate that. And yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what you do next. Thank you, Matthew. Me too. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Chlamydia, Chlamazo, Hassan Incorporated. We're gonna do it. We'll take it.